Welcome to episode 3 of An Entrepreneur's Vibes. My name is Kinney Sarol and I am your host. This podcast focuses on entrepreneurs and their journeys and where they are today. Today we have the opportunity and pleasure of interviewing hairstylist Chan Basin, founder of Blend Society. Chan Basin rolled into the year 2020 not only being a new wife but also an entrepreneur. As Chan continues to grow as a hairdresser, she completed many goals such as building a loyal clientele, receiving her hair license, and attending multiple hair shows and classes to stay on top of the game. Finishing off three strong years at her last salon home, Chan was ready for the next challenges in her life. She thrives for perfection and success in anything she puts her mind to, including opening up her own business in her prime 20s. Becoming an entrepreneur at a young age came along with responsibilities and decisions that Chan was ready to take. Alongside her hobbies such as trail hikes and hanging out with her closest friends and family, she made it her goal to not only put a smile on her clients' faces, but also to focus on educating those around her to get closer to her long-term achievement, becoming an educator. Chan strives to become the best entrepreneur and stylist she can be with a professional yet humble approach. In this episode, Chan discusses topics such as her love for the real world and making money in high school, her quick transition from university to trade school, and how she started her own career and became her own boss. She also discusses her future business goals with us and much, much more. Welcome to episode three today of An Entrepreneur's Vibes. Today we have Chan Basin. She is a new entrepreneur. She is a hairstylist and we have her on today's episode. Thank you. And how are you doing today, Chen? Hey, I'm doing good. Thank you so much for asking. How are you doing? Doing great, doing great. Um, we're really excited today. Um, our team is very excited as well to have you on board today. Um, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much. So we'll just get right into it. Um, so tell us about yourself. Uh, where were you born? Uh, where were you raised? So I was born in Toronto, Ontario, and around grade four, I was I moved to Brampton, Ontario, and I grew up there. Awesome. And what was your upbringing like? Um, how was like your school life early on? How was that whole transition? So in high school, um, high school, I was such a social bug. I used to have all these different types of friends, friend groups, and I loved them all. But what kept me so different from them was I was just such a workaholic in high school I used to love working and going to school at the same time it was it was just that feeling of you know being independent being able to work and earn that money I love that feeling and just it's such a different discipline when you're working and going to school at the same time so it was great my high school life was it was busy and I liked it amazing um what were some of the main like interests you had in high school like what were some of maybe your favorite things to do or Subjects. So in school, my favorite subject was actually social sciences. And going into university, when I went, I went to become a high school teacher. So in school, I used to just love social sciences and anything to do with that subject. I don't know, like history and all the war stuff, even like history too was great. Um, so that was my common interest. Oh, and then also gym, like gym was pretty much fun too. So tell us about your college and university experience. What was that like? 
So when I went into university, um, I actually only went for about a month, um, only because when I went there, I just, it wasn't really for me, you know, like a month in, I, it made me realize, like, do I really want to be doing this for the next four years of my life? Um, I don't know. I found that moment, like, even though high school prepped me for university, and as much as I was super excited to get in, experiencing the university life made me just realize, like, it just, it wasn't my thing. And when I approached my dad about it, um, he was really supportive. And he said, you know what, Chun, like, instead of wasting thousands of dollars on university, why don't you just go into the beauty field and be your own business uh, woman and be your own boss? And till this day, I think that's the best advice I've taken because I'm here now, like on a podcast, such a great opportunity. And I can't thank my dad for it enough. <laughs> That, that, that's amazing definitely when your family supports you it's a major major thing so i'm glad that that was like a great sort of stepping stone and foundation that gave you kind of that push some people get that some people may never get that in their life so what ended up happening was i took a couple months off and i was able to work after dropping out of university it made me do that research of where i want to go for my trade school and my promise to my dad was if i was to not go to university and go into the beauty field that I would do everything. So I was able to complete my aesthetics course and my laser course, as well as my makeup and my hair. Um, so I was able to finish that. And that was a great experience too. It took me about two and a half years. And yeah, it was, it was, it was a good journey for me. Amazing. Uh, thanks for sharing that. Um, can you give more information like on this aesthetics course? Um, like what was maybe some of the hardest things you encountered during this time that kind of so, helped, you, helped you out so much now? So how I wanted to do it was I wanted to get the experience in all fields uh, to kind of determine where I want to focus on more. And when I was working as an aesthetic or an esthetician, I should say, um, what I loved most about it was the facials and the waxings. I just thought that it was, you know, dealing with different types of um, skin types and such, like it was intriguing to me. But I also thought it was kind of a repetitive career as well. Just in my opinion, I'm sure there's amazing estheticians out there, don't get me wrong. Um, but that kind of allowed me to go into hair school more um, eager to learn the trade in hair instead of aesthetics. Um, and I believe in 2015 was when I finally finished my hair course and I got my job, my first job as a assistant in a, in a salon. Um, so that journey, that transition, well, to begin with the transition from university to a trade school was a little difficult. Um, it was hard because all my friends were in university. That was the norm, you know, after high school, you go to university. But for me, it was different. It was a completely different path. So transitioning into that was hard, but I was able to kind of stay focused with the help of my dad, of course, and um, transitioning into, you know, school to now a career in the industry. Um, it was difficult, but once I got in, you get the hang of it. And they say that once you're done school, it's so much more different in the outside world. And I was glad I was able to kind of get right in there and jump in because there was so much for me to learn. Um, yeah, so I believe 2015 was when I really started my hair journey. And I love it. 
Yeah. Amazing. That's, that's amazing. Really appreciate you sharing that uh, part of your journey. So that's, a, that's an amazing springboard into the next question. So like moving forward into like business, there are a lot of listeners and viewers who can gain a ton of value um, from learning more about your entrepreneurial journey. Um, so tell us more about your business, Blend Society, and what you do and the types of services you offer. So how I got to Blend Society, it was a great journey for me. What I did was in 2017 when I started my, uh, when I was at my last salon home, it took me about three long years to decide, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start this new career of mine. Um, be my own boss. Um, and 2020 was when it started. Blend Society, it, it's been a roller coaster, honestly. It's been great, but unfortunately, with this pandemic that just happened too, it was, it was difficult. My business took a big hit, and I'm sure any business has. Uh, but for those new business owners right now that are starting up, like I definitely feel for them. Um, but starting Blend Society, it's been great. I don't regret it. Um, and the services that I offer, I want to say coloring, all sorts of coloring services. So corrections, lived in color, um, natural tones, and then all sorts of anything hair, pretty much like haircutting, hairstyling, design. That's Blend Society right now. And I can't wait for it to grow. Like I have so much planned for Blend Society and I just can't wait for it to see where it's going to take me. Uh, thank you for sharing that um, so much. Really appreciate that. Um... So uh, yeah, what, no I wanted, yeah, what I wanted to say, Chan, um, we're also going to link to your um, Instagram page as well. Everyone go check out our page, Blend Off Society on Instagram. And yeah, you can definitely see your love and passion for it. Definitely shows on your page. You've got some great images, some really great uh, videos as well, which I like what you're doing as well. So um, you got some great content on the page and I like how your page has really grown. Um, our team has noticed that. So as you mentioned, it's really tough now due to COVID and whatnot. So how are you kind of handling your operations right now? And what are you kind of looking forward to in your business, like you mentioned? I find that since the pandemic has happened, it has been an unfortunate event. And I can feel like I can speak for any hairdresser and say it's been hard to adjust to all this free time. Because being a hairdresser, especially for me, like my work dynamic, I'm always busy and I'm always on the go at work. So it was difficult to adjust, but I took this time to do things that I wasn't able to do when I was working. So for instance, being more engaged on social media, I find that that was a different approach I wanted to take at the moment because that's something I was able to do. Um, just being able to engage with my followers and be more in the present, be more involved, um, and then also creating different types of content. So more videos, more DIYs. I just wanted to switch up my business branding and marketing a little bit. And this time was great because I had all the time in the world. Um, and then also there are certain services that I was able to provide even being at home. So my home care kits, um, I was a little hesitant at first to do it because again, like me selling color to my clients, I'm, I'm not really for that, but with such an unforeseen circumstance that happened, like it's something that I had to do to kind of keep my clients going and keep me going, frankly speaking, because it just kept me busy. And I'm glad I did it because the outcome of it was great. And you never know, I may just do it again, like in the future um, as like a side service. But again, that's in the talks. So yeah, Amazing. that's just how I've been dealing with 
with the pandemic situation and the business, just trying to keep positive and grow in different areas where I can. And then further in terms of your business, like, do you have like um, any other platforms you feel like you really need to start using, whether it's like building your own blog or do you really feel like there's something you really want to start doing? Um, I want to say if I do want to get into something, uh, I want to start building my website. Um, I find websites, they give a professional look for businesses. And plus, it's so convenient to everyone. All your information is on a website. Um, and it's such easy access. Um, so that's something I would work towards for sure. And then again, I would work towards working on TikTok videos. And the reason why is because TikTok videos have shorter increment video times. And I find with the attention span at this generation, um, it's a great platform to get your content out there in such a short period of time, uh, which is great. So something I, I look forward to working on. Amazing. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. And that's a lot of value um, provided. So and definitely resonates with myself as you start to do like more and more things in your business. So it's really important for sure. Uh, thank you for sharing mm -hmm. that. And in regards to like personal work routines um, as entrepreneurs, I know we try to complete a lot in a given hour, day or week. Um, and we do our best to remain productive. What's your sort of day-to-day -day routine like and your morning routine like? So what I like to do is wake up early morning. Um, I am an early bird. Um, I wake up early in the morning and I make sure I drive myself to the gym so I can get a good workout in, in the morning. I just find that doing that and getting that out of the way uh, not only gives you that energy for the rest of the day, but it kind of keeps your mindset focused and very productive. Um, I find those days that I'm not going to the gym, um, it's not the same. So I like to make sure that I'm on track with that in the mornings. And then right after my gym workout, I usually go to work and spend majority of my day with my clients uh, doing what I love most. And then my from my work and from my home, it's about an hour drive. So I like that drive back after work just to kind of unwind myself um, from a busy day. And when I come home, I cook some dinner with my husband and we catch up about our day over dinner. And how I end my day is usually what me and my husband like to do is either spend some time watching our favorite Netflix show or nowadays what we've been doing is either a, a walk for about an hour right before you know we have to head to bed or um even like a yoga session just to kind of refresh our minds um yeah that's generally what my day typically looks like amazing uh thanks yeah. for sharing that thank you so much um and do you also have a special gratitude or spiritual practice um that you do like on a daily or weekly basis um I don't have anything spiritual. I would say anything closest to that would be yoga. Um, I do try to do yoga one to two times a week with my husband. Um, it's just something that we kind of want to do to keep us grounded. Um, and I find that it really, it puts us in a, in a Zen place where we can focus on just us. And it, it is something that we're slowly adding to our routine, but that is the closest thing to like anything spiritual that I do is yoga. I do want to get into meditation. That is my next goal. 
Yeah, I was just gonna say um, my next goal is to definitely figure out yoga and try to do mm-hmm. something there. Meditation is something kind of started a couple months ago, so that's been a lot of fun. But oh, that's good. That, but I like how like not just our society, but I feel like more Western society at large, we're all kind of getting into these good habits more and more. So it's definitely good. <laughs> right. Thank. Yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah. Um, so I know I, we kind of had this issue in the early years building up our business. Um, as you move forward, you're just starting this out now, and there's a lot of upside, a lot of potential, and you've already got a great base going. Um, how are you going to separate like your weekdays and weekends moving forward, especially as the economy opens up more and more? Um, do you, are you going to do your best, or do you have a specific routine to separate your weekdays and weekends? What's your approach on that? So... Generally speaking, in the industry that I'm in, it's not a general, you know, nine to five, Monday to Friday type of job. My schedule can be all over the place. Um, But what I like to do when I separate like my days off or my weekends and then my weekdays, uh, on my weekdays, I like to focus on work and keeping up with, you know, the business and, you know, replying back to my inquiries, just anything to do with working, being productive, staying on top of my business um, is what I try to do during my work days, in between my clients, of course. Uh, Whatever I don't get to do, um, I do it on at least one of my days off where I have a productive day and catching up with all my business work, Um, like paperwork, all that stuff. Because again, like right now, I'm literally a one-man show. I I don't have a team at the moment. It's something I am working towards building, but um, at the moment, I just do all the work. Uh, Actually, besides my husband, I have to give him some credit. He's amazing. He's helped me so much. I consider him my manager of my business because he's nice. like so good. He keeps me on track sometimes and I love it. And then my weekends, I really like to just keep my phone away, uh, stay off social media, really try to focus on spending time with my friends and my family. My husband, especially like me and him have always, always growing up even like had opposite schedules. And even like right now when we're working, the only day we really have together is a su- is a Sunday. So I like to cherish that. I want to, you know, be in the moment, do things, not worry about business. Um, so if I, if we're talking about separating, then I don't like to be on my phone or answer back to anything business related on my days off or on my weekends. And you mentioned about moving forward since the economy is opening up. It is going to be difficult. I haven't really decided what my schedule is going to be like yet. Um, I'm assuming six days I will be working, five to six days, but I want to still be able to have some fuel in me and love what I do. I don't want to do a full seven days and tire myself out. As much as I, you know, easily want to get everyone in that I missed for the last three months, um, I want to slowly, you know, make sure things are running smoothly and open it wisely and again, safe for me and my clients. I do see myself being really busy when I come back, but I am excited for it. Like I, I do, I'm anticipating that. So, yeah. Amazing. I, I'm glad you touched on that. And that's a great point for sure. And definitely takes a lot of time and hustle. So it's, it's great that you kind of mapped it out and gave people like uh, what to expect. Uh, so thanks for yeah. sharing that. So if you had more time generally, um, what would you spend more time doing um, in your business or personal life? So I'll separate this question. For my business life, 
if I had more time, I would really want to focus more on my business planning and my business growth. Just because, you know, if you don't set goals for yourself and if you don't put things in place or you don't have put systems in place, um, things can go wonky and I would never want that for a new business. So if I had more time, I would really want to focus more on my business planning and growth for my business. And for my personal life, if I had more time, I would say I would want to focus more on myself and my self-growth, just mental being, meditation even, doing more yoga, just being more um, present. I think that's what I would do. Amazing. Yeah, I definitely yeah. like that. Thanks for sharing that. Um, no and in terms of like goals, our team, we love using Trello. Have you used Trello before for like project management? I actually haven't heard of that before. Okay, so I'll, I'll definitely send you a link um, after today's interview. Um, it's a great project management tool. It's like you can keep plotting a new idea as they come along. You can make it like nice and colorful, but it's a great way of um, plotting down all your different ideas into like separate cards. And then each card can have like a checklist or you can have like deadlines. You can oh, put everything there, cool. especially as like you're growing a business. It helps out a lot. Like, oh, and that's amazing. And but there's a lot of like sample boards and you'll see how other people make theirs, but like it's, it's great. It works for like internal team management. Maybe if you're building like a new software or like even like say your color kits that you're building out, like you can use right. it for anything. So it's, it's really cool thing. That's pretty cool. So, Thanks awesome. for letting me know that. Yeah. Thank you for sure. Moving forward now. Um, so if you could go back to your 15 year old self, what would you say? What advice would you give? I would tell my 15-year-old self, don't stress it and don't overthink it because, I mean, I can't even tell you how much I overthink myself and I doubt myself um, and learning the hard way, you know, but that's definitely one thing I would, I would tell my 15-year-old self is don't worry about it. Things happen for a reason. Don't doubt it. Just do it. Don't overthink it at all. Um, and just go for it because again like my thing is things happen for a reason and things will happen for the better for you and your surroundings so that's definitely what i would say <laughs> amazing yeah that's definitely great words and definitely i resonate with that as well and i'd probably say the same thing <laughs> mm -hmm. um and then if you go back to your high school class and give a lecture what kind of tips or, or advice would you give to them I would put in perspective that, you know, if your parents are rushing you and if your parents are pulling you to one direction and you don't know if you want to be in that direction, don't be afraid to be honest with your parents. Don't do something just for your parents. I know it's hard. It's easier said than done, of course, um, especially coming from like a South Asian background. Um, our parents can be really strict, but just being able to have them understand that, you know, like I'm 17 years old. I don't know if me going into this field is what I want to be doing for the rest of my life. And instead of waiting, wasting, you know, a year, two years switching around courses and degrees, that's wasting a lot of money. So if you need that year off, it doesn't mean that you're any less of a person or you're any dumb of a person because you're not. Um, you're just as smart, maybe even smarter for taking that break and not wasting all that money of, of not knowing what to do. Um, so I would, I would definitely advise to take your time and it's okay if you need to take a year off and work 
to earn some money to figure out what your heart desires and what you want to do. I'm saying that through experience and seeing my friends' experiences growing up because having them switch different sorts of degrees and wasting money and wasting time, that's something that could have been avoided. Um, so that's something I would really enforce. I love or that. advise, uh, not enforce. <laughs> yeah, I, lo I love that. And definitely um, vibrate with that. And that happens to a lot of people, like you said, um, South Asian descent, anybody from the Black, Indigenous community, Latino community, anybody from immigration, mm -hmm. of immigrant status, like it happens. So like, um, there any, we all go through it. Everyone's gone through it. And these are like really amazing words. And that's what it really comes down to is having that talk with your parents. And if you really got to do what's best for you in the end. Um, so like you said, it's really wise that if you notice you're self-aware and you can make that decision early on. So that's what really yeah, matters. Exactly. Mm -hmm. um, any final words you'd like to say to those entering the field of entrepreneurship? I would definitely say um, do all the research that you can and build a team, a very strong and trustworthy team that would have your back. Um, even if it's one person to start off with, for me, that was my husband. Um, just having that team and that support before you jump into the biggest step of your life uh, would be the best decision. And remember to ask all your questions, to do all your research, and no dumb question. There is no such thing as a dumb question. Um, any and all information is good to know. And just, you know, don't hesitate, just do it. I would say if you have a plan, put it on paper, work on it every other day if you need to, to come up with the best business plan that you have and execute it in your actions. For me, it took me about a year to finally build that courage and decide like, okay, I'm gonna take this step. And it was the best decision ever, but you know, you, you go through your ups and downs and everyone goes through their experiences building a business but if i was to give any sort of advice is just stay strong and stay focused amazing love it thank you chen and where can people how can people reach out to you so i am on instagram at the moment my hashtag is at blend.society i can also go by hair by chen b that was my previous handle so you can search either or and you'll find me and yeah, that's where I am at the moment. And we'll make sure to link to that in, in, in the below episode as well as, well as in the podcast. Um, so thank you, Chen. Thank you so much for today. Yeah, um, no problem. Thanks so much for having me. We're really grateful for this. It was, uh, such, it was such an honor. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Um, thank you, viewers and everyone listening in. It really means a lot. Thank you for joining me on this podcast episode of An Entrepreneur's Vibes. Check out other episodes on your favorite audio streaming platforms. Find us on social media by searching The Right Direction and visit our website at www.therightdirection.com for all your professional, technical, and business writing needs. Thank you for tuning in.